I think people get stuck in like the destination disease and it's like there's never a day when you arrive at like no I'm a businesswoman you just are a businesswoman like hey welcome to this podcast little girls aren't taught this I am your host Lydia McCartney I am a reclaim and embodiment coach the queen of deep trauma transformations and my superpower is helping women heal the core traumas that fracture their self-love and block them from stepping into their power and the life that they desire. My motto is action plus embodiment equals freedom and this is the podcast unlike no other. In this podcast I am going to plant little seeds of self-love that allow you to begin to develop your sense of self-awareness and really understand what self-love means for you. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, my love. Welcome to this podcast episode. It's nice to have you on. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. So for people that don't know who you are, just introduce yourself and explain your vibe. Okay, so I'm Josie. Um, You might know me as Josie Peaches on Instagram, if you don't already follow me. Um, come over it's a good time um yeah I am and say this in speech marks influencer and content creator um how can I explain what I do I don't like to being really honest I don't like to downplay myself and be like I'm a PC and fashion influencer because no I like to think that I am oh my god sorry that was my thing I like to think I am so much more than that, to be honest. Um, so I like to keep everything real. Um, I like to make content that people can relate to. I like to do the anti-influencer things alongside the normal influencer things as well. Yeah. So when I'm getting cute videos and cute pictures, posing in cute clothes, I always get the unflattering angles as well. Um, I always show the bad days. I always show the reality behind a film and day and, you know, all the things that you don't see on like a perfect influencer Instagram feed, basically. Yeah. And I think that, well, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to get you on the podcast episode because we've done a live together before and a lot of people got a lot from it. And I think the thing I love about you is obviously I've I've known I've like known you so I've known you since you were in high school or like known of you and I think I've followed you for many many years so I've witnessed your journey which is really nice and that's usually the thing that someone will say to me oh I've witnessed your journey from A to B so for me to witness yours has been really nice and I feel like you are an influence of what you're very empowering as well for a lot of people um and you're just really authentic which is so nice to see Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I didn't think I used to be as authentic as I am now, but that's growth, isn't it? And that's like like things are happening along. You know, make my content more authentic and things like that. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, actually, like the journey that I've been on with content and how it started to just not sit right with me. Um like influencer culture, I actually hate it. Like, and I know a lot of influencers feel the same, but they're scared to step out of that like boundary and like step out of the comfort zone of like, I'm an influencer, so I have to like. There's this expectation of me to like post this picture or post this video or pose in this way or sit in a 
fucking car, like holding the wheel and holding the Starbucks. Like, oh God, yeah. that stuff cringes me off so much. Like, I hate things like that. Um, but you know, I I've been there. I did used to post. I mean, admittedly, never posted the picture in a car like that. But you know, that same sort of like stuff. Um, but along the way, things just happened and. Like, I hate to be cliche. I think I might have said this to you on the live and been like, oh, I went to Australia and it changed my life. But genuinely, it did. Like, it made me see outside of the vanity of Liverpool. Like, I didn't know how yeah. Liverpool was I left. It's probably the same when you went travelling as well, I imagine. Like, so big. You just don't, you don't realise until you step out of it. And I'd give that as advice to anyone, by the way. Like, get out of your hometown. Like, go and see the world. See how other people live. See what's actually important in life. Um, because that was the best thing I ever ever done for my content like my content just went from zero to 100 when I came back and had a different outlook like on it because I was just thinking what am I offering people by posing and don't get me wrong I still love like a posing picture I get that yeah like do you know what I mean? And you feel like a bad bee when you get them and that's that's like boss and I think everyone should do that. But there's got to be more to life and to what I offer people than just them looking at my page for fashion inspo because I was finding that I was meeting people in real life, just people that I'd meet I've made online or I'd meet other bloggers at events and they'd be like, God, you're actually not like you're nothing like you are on the internet, but there's so much more to you in real life than like what I ever would have thought or the whole thing of like, I thought you were a bitch on the internet, but like now I've met you in real life, you're really nice. And like, I just thought I'm not showing like who I am, like the things that matter to me. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. where the content being a bit more authentic came into it. I love that. I think as well, I can resonate with that because I remember when I started my account and it was a fitness account. And now I just look back and I think, oh, you're such a twat. And like, no one's <laughs> like I was and I don't I fell into the fitness influencer style content just doing it because it was what you done at the time and actually I got to a point where it was just so boring and actually you realize that if you're gonna have a platform you want to be able to show yourself and you want to be able to be authentic and then it would be like that thing of if I didn't feel good in my body I would either like over post for validation or I wouldn't post at all which then had like an impact on my business and I was like this makes no yes. sense yes. and then when I started going through like the self-growth journey and I was just like I remember when I was a PT and I'd put up eating like McDonald's and stuff and and actually women were like I was fully booked because women were like we just love you like we just love how real you are and you realize that being yourself is the greatest gift that you can ever give yourself and anybody who comes onto your page yeah a hundred percent people resonate with it so much more because even when you watch someone online you know yourself like you think oh my god you're definitely not like that in real life or like oh like you can be become quite awkward in front of a camera I think when you're trying to be someone else when you don't know what to do but when you actually are just yourself like it resonates like do you know what I mean people pick up on that energy and people want to watch your stuff and they want to listen to what you've got to say and they want to take your advice because you can tell when it's coming from like an authentic place do you know what I mean definitely was like the best thing that you can do for yourself to be like self-fulfilled um and also from a business standpoint is just be yourself 100%. yeah how do you feel about the you are an influencer or how do you feel about the the word influencer have you been on your own journey with like accepting that embodying that 
being proud yeah. of that. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot recently and I definitely want to do some journaling on it. I've made a note in my phone to do some journaling on this, like um, to reclaim the status of an influencer. I went through a little phase where I wanted to maybe have in like my bio on Instagram, like, oh, like, I don't want to sound like pretentious or whatever, which is probably why I didn't do it, but like the anti-influencer. Like, but then I don't think I'm 100% an anti-influencer because it's like in any job or any um industry there is parts of it that you might not like but you do have to do like to be successful in that job so yeah okay like sometimes I do just post like what I would say is like content with no substance so it's just a a picture of me just like posing out in town with like a drink or whatever or some fashion inspo pics and that's not something that I think adds value to a lot of people's lives don't get me wrong like Instagram is for escapism as well so at the end of the day content people are going to get something from it whether it's helping them or not it might just be like escapism sort of thing so I wouldn't say I'm like an entirely anti-influencer because then I wouldn't be an influencer at all and mm. um, so I didn't go as far as like put that in my bio but I definitely do want to reclaim the status of it because do you remember that really famous video I think you might have even shared it actually at the time it was like a man giving a speech and he was like if you want to take the status of an influencer, you have to be influencing people to do something good. Like, yeah. um, loads and loads of people shared it. And I do agree with that. Like, you do, I do think you have a duty of care. Influencers have a massive, massive duty of care to everyone that follows them to make sure that, like, they're not giving out, like, false information and things like that. But I think people get it misconstrued because there's good and bad in every industry. Like, there's, like... Yeah everyone's had like a dickhead manager who gives like managers a bad name but not every manager's a dickhead do you know what I mean or like everyone's worked in a workplace with like a misogynistic man but not every man would act like that do you know what I mean it's the same like I don't agree when people like oh influencers what do they even do like you know they just stand there and like post pictures and it's like you've literally got no idea like how much work goes into this I am a one-woman show I plan, I film, I edit, I advertise, I post, I promote, I continue to share, I interact with every single person that shares my stuff. There's eight things off the top of my head and you want to tell me that I don't do anything. Like, do you know what I mean? If, say, like, influencers do, like, an ad, I do an ad for, I don't know, there's some inset here, I do an ad for inset, right? usually if you were the model for that ad you would just turn up on the day you get your hair and makeup done for you yeah um you know I'm not modeling it's not a hard job because that is as well I've done it and it's tiring as fuck but that's your one job and you know what you're doing there'll be someone else there with the camera there'll be someone else there doing the lights someone else will do all the edit and after someone else will do all the promo when the shoot goes live I do yeah. everything I do it all yeah. that's like, people are like oh what, what are you getting paid for why do you get paid that much money because I'm doing literally eight people's jobs. Like, it's, do you know what I mean? It's a lot. And I think this is also, like, being a woman in business and also being a woman exactly the same as you. I mean, up until recently, I have had the expansion where I can take people on, which I'm so grateful for. But when I started out, oh, my... And, it's it, like, this is reflected to, like, you will get paid that in terms of off brands. When I charge what I charge for coaching, I'm like, you've got no idea. It's like... The time dedicated to me growing as a coach, you know, the investments I make, the reading I do, the university, like, it's not just me showing up on Instagram and going, oh, look, with all my info. It's like, how do you think I 
show up the way that I do because it's all of the hours that go in behind it. And a lot of people don't see that. And I think sometimes people can project that because if you're talking to someone who works 40 hours a week, like if I'm talking to someone in my family and they just go, you sit in a fucking office all day, like just talking on Instagram. And I'm like, you know, because you're not happy in your job, don't reflect that onto me because actually I do. I work harder now than when I work for somebody else, like a lot harder. 100%, 100%. People just cannot wrap their head around it. Like I remember someone saying to me, and it was a dead valuable piece of advice, but also something that you can say to other people to like help them better understand is like say like if you come someone comes to do a job in the house like I don't know a joiner someone comes to fit doors and it only takes them half an hour but it costs like however much a few hundred pounds and it's like what well, I'm paying you a few hundred quid for like you know that that much time's work and it's like I'm not paying for the time that I'm in your house fitting the doors I'm paying for the time it's took me to get that quick at fitting the house fitting the doors in your house yeah yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like so when someone's like, oh, well, you post a 30-second video and get paid X amount of money for it, it's like, you're not paying for the 30 seconds. You're paying for the time it took me to get good at the 30 seconds. Like, yeah. you know, people need to rationalise, do you know what I mean? But I do think it's just a case of people are in genuine disbelief that you can make good money from doing something that makes you this happy because, mm-hmm. like you said, they're unhappy in their jobs. And I think the older generations as well, even, like, not my mum in particular because I'm dead lucky and she's dead supportive, but like that age group, they don't understand that like you don't have to work a job that you don't want to work. Like you don't. And that is the the top and bottom is that you don't have to do anything in this life that you don't want to do. No, you don't. And um, one of the things I really wanted to talk about on this podcast was when you first start out doing something. And I know for me, like when I first started out on my fitness Instagram, but mainly when I first started transitioning to be a coach, my mom and my dad and stuff like they didn't understand it. And they'd see me in jobs, you know, that had come from my degrees and you could work your way up and all just the stereotypical nine to five. And then I come away from that and they were just like, it's, but it's not like a proper job. And like seeing the content that I was posting and when I lost my nan and, you know, I went through the process of grief, a lot of people around me were like, why are you? why are you talking about that? Like, why are you sharing that? And I was like, because it's all part of the purpose to help somebody else. So when you first started doing your own thing, because you started as a blogger, didn't you? Yeah. How did you find that? Like judgment from others, like people not getting you? Oh God, it was horrible. Honestly, um, I was, I think I was 18 when I started my written blog and I wanted to do it since I was 15. And my only regret is not starting it sooner um because I always think like where would I be now if I didn't like let other people's opinions get in the way um so that's the biggest bit of advice I'd give to anyone is be like honest like this journey has been so much harder for me than it could have been because by the time I actually started on YouTube like YouTubers and influencers were like the whole industry was saturated like you think it's saturated now like it was everyone was doing it and if I would have started when I was 15 like I don't know where I'd be now, but it's not worth thinking about because I didn't. But um, I started when I was 18 and I didn't, I made a separate Instagram account and I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it. Um, I didn't tell like none of my mates, I didn't tell absolutely anyone and I just posted like anonymously and tried to build up like an organic following. Um, And like my mum knew and like my sister, like my boyfriend at the time and stuff. And then I think it was like my picture come up on the like explore page on Instagram but this was like 
when I was 18. This was years ago now. Um, so, like, the Explore page wasn't, like, full with, like, reels and IGTVs. It was literally just, like, feed posts. And someone screenshot it and put it in, like, the girls' group chat, like, that I was in. And was like, um, oh, my God, like, Josie, I think someone's, like, imitating me. Like, they thought it was, like, a, a fake account or something. And then someone else... Um, you like must have known like I must have told the whole of the blog and like confides in that person which took a lot was like no that's just her ha like and like made like a, a joke sort of thing out of it and then all the girls in the group chat that I was in that I was supposed to be mates with were like oh my god like what the fuck like as if like oh my god hi guys they like, all like taking a piss and I was like what the hell like why would you be like that and then like very quickly after that anyway like we all we didn't like fall out but like we just became not friends anymore because they were on their own journey and I was on mine and that happens when you leave school um and there still is some girls that I went to school with that like I'm mates with but then there's others that like I, I don't know them I don't know them anymore like I just do not know them at all um and the lads I went to school with that's a different story like I was like honestly so petrified that if I started this YouTube channel that they were going to be like so critical sharing it taking the piss and they did like they absolutely did um I even went as far before I made my first YouTube video to block them so like I went through my friends list because at this point I was like 18 and I was thinking I'm not going to see these lads ever again I haven't seen them for two years since I left school so like makes no odds to me not having them on like Facebook or anything like that so I went through my Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter and just literally deleted them, blocked like all these lads. Because some of these lads had said like vile things to me in school. Like they'd said things like, if you killed yourself, like no one would miss you. Like wow. just like that. And like I was in a bad place when they said them things and they would never have known. Um, so I was like, you don't even deserve to like see what I'm doing anyway. So I posted my first video, and then obviously that would have got screenshot by the girls, sent to the lads, and then before I knew it, the lads were commenting on like the video. And I was just like, oh, as if, like, you can't do anything, you can't have nothing, like, why can't you just let me be happy? Like, I don't criticise you for what you're doing or what you're not doing. Like, so why why are you, like, in my space, do you know what I mean? But, but the same people now that are saying, they put their arm around me and, like, oh, we were dead good mates in school, we had this, we had that. And I'm like, no, we weren't. No, no we weren't. Like, you never had my best intentions at heart, ever. Um but my mum always says to me, be careful, you're upset on the way up because you might have to cross them again on your way back down. And It's true. It's very true. How did you find branching out and following your dreams? Um, it was like, I always knew I didn't want it to just be a hobby, but it was a hobby for so long because obviously I was in uni and like that was full time, like dance training. And it just sort of happened, like, organically. Like, don't get me wrong, I was always putting the work in every free second that I had. Like, I've spoke about this a lot, saying, like, not in, like, a woe-is-me way, where I've missed out on a lot of things that girls my age have done, like, girls' holidays and, like, trips away with, like, your boyfriends and stuff like that. When I had a boyfriend, like, be like, should we book a holiday? I'd be like, I can't. I haven't got the money because my money's going into lights, new cameras, new equipment. If there was ever a new makeup range like brought out I was buying the whole thing and I was reviewing it on YouTube Um, ever any like new edits on like misguided PLT nasty gal I was buying it all I was doing a try on video like all my money went into that because I was just always like work hard now and you won't have to later and I was like a long term like career driven person Um, I never got like a job yeah Um, I never got like a part time job when my mates did because I just put all my time into like YouTube and stuff but 
I don't know. I think the more the more I've done it and the more momentum I got behind me, I was like, just keep doing it, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And that was what like made me like you say, like branch out, like the branch was just growing with me. Do you know what I mean? And I was just going and going and going. Um and still am. You know, I'm not where I, I, I want to be or anything like that, but I'm happy with where I am. Like I really, really am happy with where I am. Scary, like it is absolutely scary. And then as you evolve and stuff, and I made the decision at the start of the year to like stop using filters and stuff. Like, yeah. I didn't ever like edit me um me pictures. Like, I've never edited my body or not, and like that. But you know, Instagram story like filters, they just make you look like a completely different person. And I think the nail in the coffin for me with that was um a girl messaged me, and then I noticed a few girls saying the same thing. They were like, "Oh my god, your skin is like amazing," and I was sitting there thinking. My skin's the worst it's been in a while. Like, and you wouldn't know because I'm using a filter and I felt like I was selling people a lie and the guilt I felt, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, and how can I speak to people about authenticity and being yourself when I'm putting a fucking filter on my face? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? They're like big steps, scary steps, but so rewarding. Now I don't even think twice about it now. Like, and I know girls who won't post a picture without a filter on. I'm like, that's sad. Like, it's sad. You have to stop though. You have to stop to be able to start. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to just stop. And yeah. honestly, like, you just feel so much better for it. I think as well, like it's hard to be vulnerable online, isn't it? So like when you, I always think about it, but now I'm gaining attraction. And like the, the most bizarre thing for me is like, sometimes I'll just be out, like I've been in a cafe working and the chef has come from behind and being like, you're self-lovely you aren't you like I follow you on Instagram and I never know what to say I'm like oh my god I'm so grateful but then it makes you you have like this little bubble don't you when you just show up on Instagram and then it's like oh shit there's all these people following me and yeah. you actually recognize me when I go out and I think for me one of the the things that get you started to give me anxiety was exactly what you've said is like I would think about people meeting me out and they'd be like she doesn't look like what she looks like on Instagram. Like she's talking about X, Y, and Z and she doesn't look like that because people are judgmental and they do form opinions of you. So then I was just like, well, I'm just, I just don't give a fuck. Like I'm just going to be vulnerable and share all the things. So then when you see me, like I want people to trust me. That's the biggest thing for me and my brand. Like I want you to trust in me. And if that means I have to be vulnerable online, I will do so. But it was not easy when I first started doing that. Wow. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. And people don't give enough credit for it. People are so quick to be like, oh my God, I've seen the state fair like this morning. Like sometimes I'll like jump on like an Instagram story. Someone I'm watching like, wow, she looks rough in the morning there. But I'm just there thinking, yeah, but would you? Would you put yourself on Instagram when you've just woke up? Like, no, you absolutely wouldn't. So like people are so quick to give the criticism, but don't actually realise like the strength it takes to do that. Like it's a very, very vulnerable thing to let people see you like, all hours of the day whatever you look like no hidden agenda like just you are what you are but the thing I always think about filters like I've got a, a mate that I know from uni and she's absolutely like gorgeous stunning girl absolutely like to die for honestly she's like stunning and she edited pictures like so so badly because she's so insecure but I think you're driving your own insecurity like you're setting yourself yeah, you up to because then when you meet in person you're going to be more insecure thinking because you know you've edited your pictures so you're going to be thinking do these think oh my god she doesn't look like that in real life yeah so like you're setting yourself up for that more like more levels of insecurity so mm-hmm. I just think why would you do it like 
just be yourself if people don't like it you can take it on the chin and be like okay well I was myself though like I am I'm just me like I've got I'm not hiding behind anything and like you feel better in all areas of your life like I'm nowhere near as self-conscious as I used to be now because I don't post pictures with a filter anymore yeah I think as well like when you begin to lean into vulnerability and just take ownership of of your shit it's like I always say to people now if I was trolled online or if anybody ever said anything to my face because I'm being authentic in myself I'd be like I don't really give a fuck on your opinion to be honest like I don't care but when we have these insecurities and we're trying to be something that we're not especially online when someone points the finger at you it can be like oh my god like you take that like so personal and just really coming into yourself is so big like I found that for business and actually we were saying we were saying before we press record on this like how yours has just happened and that's what I always say like when people say to me explain the process I'm like it's just happened and I think what's important for people is if they want to have a business or they want to do a job that's outside of what everyone thinks you should have you just get up up every day and you work one percent at it and as long as you're connected to your passion and what it is that you're trying to do it will pay off because it can't not pay off is what I always say like it can't not work out yeah I always say to people like when they're like how's things going I'm like well it's not going in the wrong direction is it I'm not I'm not getting more criticism because my content shit I'm getting I'm gaining followers I'm gaining traction I'm getting people saying like your content really resonates with me it helps me with this it helps me with that it's going in the right direction regardless of the speed at which it's happening like time is just a human construct anyway so like yeah. as long as it's progressing upwards and it's not declining then that's good enough for me do you know what I mean and as well I think people get stuck in like the destination disease and it's like there's never a day when you arrive at like no I'm a businesswoman you just are a businesswoman like you have to one of the best things it's cliche for a reason fake it till you make it even when I wasn't making no money, I was still hustling as much as I am now. Like, yeah. even when this weren't my job, even when people was like, it's not your real job, there is it, it's not your proper job. Like, even when I still had to go and work in a job just to get, like, way to pay the bills, I was still treating this as my job. Like, this is my job and I don't take that lightly and I never, ever have. Like, it's a, yeah. it's a responsibility that I show up for every single day. And yeah. that's how, like, it just happens. There's not, like, a start date the same way that there would be with a normal job like you don't sign a contract and go okay today is my first day as you know an influencer or today is my first day as a coach like it just happens naturally and it never it never stops and it's the only thing that's difficult is it's so hard to switch on (laughs) yeah oh my god it's so so hard like honest to god I could sit up all hours and like do work or read or study and I'm just like there has to be time where you switch off and come away from it and I think also setting boundaries like if anyone's listening to this and does does want to have a business you've got to fucking set boundaries with yourself otherwise you'll just work yourself into the ground that's what I've done the past like month I'd say and I had proper proper burnout the other week like I get like bad burnout anyway where when I've like worked too hard um I've always had it since I was a kid when I'd be going from school to dancing and then every weekend I'd be at a dance competition I'd be back in school on Monday morning and I just wouldn't have a break and my mum would always notice it before it was coming and she'd be like you are heading for burnout and you're going to get sick you'll end up having two weeks off school because you'll be like proper unwell and it's still the same now and I can feel it when it's coming like because the last few months it seems to have been since January like dead mad 
I have just been so manic with the amount of work that I've had but because it's not all in one all in one place and I'm not like referring back to the same person to go here's the deadline for this here's the deadline for that that's where it'd be helpful to have a manager because yeah. I just do the bit and then send it to them and then they divvy it out to all the different brands they'd sort all my invoices but I'm getting paid this much from this brand this much from this one this and it's like that needs to go on this date that needs to go on this date and it's hectic like it's manic yeah. and the other day for the first time I was literally like I could cry how stressed I am at this job and I've not had that yet but at the same time I was like oh, that's a little bit exciting now like that's a little bit like do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I've got to this point where I'm like, oh my God, I'm stressed at my job. Like, how, how so, bad is that? Like, do you know what I mean? Okay. I wouldn't change it. No, I, I, no. I got to that point a few weeks ago and that's why I hired a VA and I was like, and it felt so, and I was like a school girl. I was like, oh my God, I've hired a staff member. Like, I can't. And I was celebrating something because I always have like celebrations for business if I hit like, I don't know, if I hit a target or whatever it is. And I joined, we had this Zoom meeting to see if we were like a fit. It was like an informal interview. And I come on with a glass of red wine and I was like, you know what? It's small moments like that where you do your own, when you're in your own business and you, you're the own creator of your life. And I was like, it's half four. I've hit a goal today in business. I'm, I'm like taking someone on with a glass of fucking red just because I can and I was like oh my god this is the most amazing thing yes it's inspiring as fuck stuff like that like yesterday um well over the weekend after I had like a whole burnout thing I was like right next week I'm getting my shit together on Monday I spent all day dead slow day I cleaned up I planned my whole week I done my to-do list for the week and then yesterday I was like I think I'm gonna go shopping today and then I was walking around town I was in Zara and I had these bags and I was like right I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get this and I was like should I be spending this money though because like you know like you just taught always like save money save money don't spend it on money money. that's huge honest to god and then I was like no I can this is my money and I've worked for it and this is the like I'm so grateful for this element of my job that it's a Tuesday and I'm 24 I'm walking around town shopping as I can I'm going to take myself for lunch and a coffee I'm going to plan I have my computer with me I was like I'm going to plan I'm going to edit and then I'm just going to go home and I'm going to a dance class tonight and that's my day of work like how lucky am I that I get to do that like honestly it's mental it's a mad feeling but it's amazing and you know what like people lose sight of Unless you're on the journey, you lose sight of those days. But those days are worth their weight in gold. Like, forget oh. the cars, forget the whatever, the fucking houses and all of this stuff. It's moments like that. And I always have moments like that where I'm like, I can go into a shop and say it's harder. I can just pick things up without thinking about what it is if I like it. Because I'm yeah. like, it's just that abundance mindset is there. And I'm so grateful. Like, I can go to a coffee shop and sit for hours and just work yeah. those moments are honestly like worth their weight in gold in terms of self-worth but also in terms of like motivating you even more yeah I think so you just feel like, your own motivation don't yeah. you yeah and I am always there thinking have I not got like somewhere else to be though like where's the patch? have I not got a shift somewhere like have I not got somewhere else to be and I was like no this this is it like this is just my life. 
And then it's like, it, it's like, the re, like, don't you just want to bottle that up and be able to teach everybody else it? Because you're like, life can be this way, but everyone's going like the nine to five mindset. Yeah. And it's just like. It's sad. It is sad. I was literally speaking with someone about this yesterday saying like, it's sad that like capitalism and the way that the world is makes people think that you have to work like this insane amount of hours to get the money to live a fulfilled life. But you spend that much time earning the money that your life isn't fulfilled anyway. Like having money sitting in the bank from a good job means nothing when you're not happy anyway. Because like, you know, what what are you going to do with that money? You, you can't buy happiness. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's sad that people are in that mindset because that's what we're taught to think. It's only that, like I'm lucky, like I said before, like my mum is like dead supportive and she's always been like, you can do what you want. And I've had jobs that I didn't like. And like, she was like, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Like no one's forcing you to go. But I understand that's a privilege. That's a massive privilege because yeah. some people my age, their mum and dads were like on their case. So like, you need to get a job. You need to start paying rent. You need to pay for your own driving lessons. You need to do this. So it was a privilege and I, I understand that. But at the same time, I think more people need to learn to be supportive of like, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Like no one's forcing you to do that. I couldn't like ever get my head around how people go to work for someone else. Like even before I worked for myself, I was like, is this life? I remember like having a proper mad moment when I worked in hospitality and I asked for a day off and they were like, why do you need this day off? And it was like, cause I have plans with me mates or whatever. And I was like, cause like I want it off. Like it's my life. And they're like, well, your job comes first. And I was like, does it though? Because this job actually means for holes, mate. And like, I really yeah. want to go for my mates. Like, and I remember thinking, like, I come out the office and I was like, it's mad that I've just had to go and ask someone for permission with what to do with like my day because they pay my way in life. Like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. mad. Like, it's crazy. That's the headspace I can't get into. Like, it makes no sense to me and it never, never has. No, and I think it's it's a, it's hard for people to transition out of it, but it's definitely doable. And I think the first place to start is understanding what it is that lights you up. Like, just find something that makes you happy and start yeah. off as a hobby. And then if it's meant to be, then, you know, that's where the expansion and the support yeah. will come in from the universe. Um, one of the things I did want to talk to you about as well is I, I see recently that you were posting about grief and, you know, you were being very honest on social media about it and I admire you for that I remember last year when I posted mine and it was so therapeutic and actually the amount of just like respect that got me as a coach and just a human because these are the things that we don't talk about and I think that's one of the things actually that makes you different as an influencer is we've spoken about body image before how are you finding the process of grief and sharing it and so this is dead interesting and it goes full circle with the whole influencer culture thing but mm. with sharing the experience of grief it was very vulnerable because I was thinking like grief is such a personal thing and everything that I was like documenting I was like is this right or normal to like feel this way um forgetting that there is no right or normal way to grieve <laughs> like you don't feel how you feel and you just need to let the emotions like flow through you and stuff and when I posted it like you say, like it was so rewarding the amount of people that come back to me and were like, thank you so much for documenting this, like so honestly. Because, like, I think I documented the whole week and I posted it in my weekly vlog, which goes up on the Sunday. So my granddad passed on the Tuesday. Um, and obviously I didn't pick the camera up on the Tuesday, like, but the night before was when I'd hit 10k 
and like you said like you always have like celebrations and stuff when you hit like milestones so 10k for me was massive like people think that you're just celebrating a number on Instagram it's not I'm not even going to go into what it is that you're celebrating but to put it bluntly like when you get 10k that opens more business opportunities you have a swipe up link on your stories which means more brands value yeah and you know you've got a bigger following you're going to reach more like people like so all these things anyway I've been out and celebrated and literally the next morning my granddad passed away so I didn't pick the camera up and then on the Wednesday morning I picked it up and I had a little chat to the camera and then the Thursday I was like I actually feel all right today like not feeling so bad like got some stuff to do maybe we'll have to go like the funeral directors and things like that and then it was like the following day I think or the day after me and me mate had planned a surprise party for me other friend Kelsey and that had been planned weeks in advance and me mate was like listen like if you don't want to come fucking hell like it's fine do you know what I mean and I was like no I'm gonna come and I was literally dragging myself through getting ready because I felt so bad I was like I can't think of anything worse than leaving this house at the minute like and you're thinking about everyone else I'm thinking about my mom I'm thinking about my nan I'm thinking about everything and the week just proper calls up to me and I documented all of that but then I also did go I went to the party and I had a proper lovely night and I documented that as well so I think people were like happy that I'd I'd shared every single stage of emotion and I think that's so so important because people do think that like when you have a presence online it's like you said before you're in a bubble on Instagram and then you associate yourself from that when you go to a coffee shop and you're just you then but people didn't see you outside of the bubble of Instagram so I think being vulnerable breaks that bubble and makes people see you a little bit more as a human like for who you are um I found it rewarding to share um a defo like definitely would recommend doing it like but um <laughs> just like for yourself um what was the other question that you asked how do I feel about just like um, how it business yeah so I just think I don't know it's it's crazy isn't it like I remember you saying things like this on your stories as well when you lost your nan was like you'll be fine but then you like smell something or like mm. you sing something or you hear a song or like I don't know like you will be fine and then literally one little thing and that's like oh god that's made me feel weird actually or some days it's just unbearable like the thought of me and I'm just being on her own I'm like oh my god like that is just like the, the worst feeling in the world do you know what I mean or going to me nans and my granddad not being there it's like I'm still waiting for him to like come back I'm yeah. like oh, like just mad like it's crazy but yeah it is it's something that we've all got in common it's the only thing in life that we have all got in common is that we all unfortunately you know we all die at one at one point so um to to not document that when pretending to be a weekly vlogger would be hard because the, do you know what I mean it, it it comes to all of us doesn't it is what I'm trying to say but I sort of took the positive from that and I wanted to reiterate the fact that, like, I didn't do this intentionally, but my, my granddad was unwell. Um, he was sick for a few months and leading up to his death. And I'm grateful in a way that it wasn't long um, because I would have been, like, it would have been so much worse to see him, like, deteriorate over. Some people are unwell for years. Do you know what I mean? It was only a few months. Yeah. But I was very much kept that off the internet because I wanted the internet to be for my own sake it was sort of became a bit more of a selfish thing at that point it was like this is my safe space that I need mm-hmm. outside of what's going on in my family I'm going to keep 
my content and all of that as a happy, uplift and positive. And I'll share this when I'm ready. So I didn't, I didn't share any of it, but I remember having days where I was picking that camera up being like, right, so today I'm just doing this, blah, 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 or I'd be signing off at the end of the night and I'd be like, right, I'm going to bed, see you later, put the camera down, go to my nan and granddad's, be up through the night with him, unwell, stay there all night, come back home next morning, be like, good morning. Now for all people now, I don't just put the camera down and went to bed and that mm-hmm. was it. They didn't know that. So I wanted to use that and be like, just so you know, this has been going on for months and I'm fine. So I'm not saying this for my own sake. I am, however, saying this to reiterate the fact that you really do never know what someone's going through behind closed doors. Like, you know, Caroline Flack, for example, obviously everyone's <laughs> example, but she's one, one of a million people who have like very fucking sadly fell victim to like online trolling and things like that. And like just people being insensitive, basically. <laughs> Um, so it was like I'm not saying this is like a pity party like no one knew what I was going through that was my choice and I chose to do that and I'm like I'm sound in that choice that I made but take that as a lesson that even though I was a weekly vlogging for weeks you still had no idea that that was going on so like that's how easy it is to hide it like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so there's def- there was definitely a lesson in that for me to give to other people so again my content always comes back to trying to teach other people about like do you know like there's a lesson in everything really isn't there yeah I think honestly as well losing losing my nan has been the biggest blessing of my whole fucking life and like sometimes people look at me or like if I'm around the family and I say that and they're like what and I'm like she just gave me a million million lessons in this lifetime that she could give me that that more so than what she could give me if she was still here and grief is so different for everybody but it's also very similar in so many ways and I just like found it so therapeutic shit in the process and also I'm everything I do comes back to legacy and I always talk about so when I done my eulogy at a funeral I was like I'm gonna write about you in my books and I always think one of the things for me is people now know my nan's legacy they can physically see what she meant which means even though she's gone her legacy still lives through me and when I mention it in my books and people buy my book and they they will be like oh they will remember her so it's like always allowing her legacy to live through me which was just so so important and I just think it was a shit time my god but it was probably one of the best things I've had for growth um yeah but that's always, we always have the celebrations and we all, then we have the difficulties and that's where the growth happens, unfortunately. Definitely. I agree. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been wonderful. Any last reflections before we finish and where can people find you? I think that was a nice place for us to leave it. Like growth always comes from like the darkest of places and things like that. So I know it's that cliche to like finish on this and say like if you're going through a shit time at the minute like just remember it doesn't last forever it's true and there will be so many lessons in whatever you go through that you won't even realise that you've learned until way way after Um, that's my closing statement Um, but you can find me on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube at Josie Peaches my Instagram is just Josie Peaches TikTok Josie Peaches it's the same across all platforms thank you so much it's been a pleasure you too thank you very much